Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Very pleasant. Good Monday morning. Welcome into Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. Angela Robinson's with us again this morning, and we're wrapping up our series on life insurance. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. Yes, rounding out the month, Life Insurance Awareness Month. You know, it's no wonder it was created by the insurance companies. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> they had they had smart, good reason to do, reason that, to do right? that, right? But in reality, if you think about how much is put on this month, and it's not just life insurance companies that actually may make this awareness public. It's grown, and it's kind of like how you have Breast Cancer Awareness Month now that it is so big. Danica Kirkpatrick is actually the main sponsor this year talking about it, and you should hear some of the stories. We've been tweeting all month and having different things come out, and, you know, really, it's something that does need to be talked about. And my dad said one time, he said, you know, the minute that we face the reality that we're going to die, the better off we're going to be. And the early, yeah, the early, yeah, right. the better. That's right. You know, and we, we, we all don't want to die. We all think we're invincible. We think things won't happen. And, and sometimes we think, well, I don't need it. Why would I need it? And so what I thought about we'd round out the month on is why not to buy life insurance? Different approach here. Okay. As you know, we started out this month kind of talking about myths. And then uh, last week we talked about the biggest holes in current policies because there's a lot of people, most people have some type of life insurance. Usually it's not enough. Usually it's in really bad shape. And we talked about the risks that you have with um, the different policies and what you need to look at. But let's really talk about why you wouldn't need it. And I think that's the, the bigger question. And as I sat here and I pondered on this topic, I was like, well, I can think of this and I can think of this. That doesn't write a whole article. So I thought, well, maybe a way to approach this is all the needs that you would have for life insurance. And then if you don't have any of those, then there's a good potential you don't need it. But there's a good potential that you may also need it. <laughs> you may also need it in the future, right? So when I boiled down to one reason that you wouldn't life, want life insurance is if you had a load of cash obviously so much cash that your family would never struggle and i don't mean assets because a lot of people make the assumption well i've got this ranch and it's worth 10 million dollars but you know what they don't have much in cash right and that's that could be a huge issue so if you have you know the money to pay for things and your family has the money to pay for things obviously money solves a lot of problems um, but if you don't you know what is your family at risk of right so i compiled kind of a list here and i thought we'd kind of go through each one of these today and talk a little bit about i mean we, we all kind of know the gist of life insurance what it does it's there to be able to protect a loved one after you leave but it goes a little bit deeper than that you know what are really the reasons that you would have it it's not just about the money. It's about what the money does. We did an article several, several, several months ago. It may even have been years ago on, are you here to serve your money or is your money here to serve you? Right? right. And unfortunately, so many of us get in a position that we're here to serve our money. And unfortunately, widows and widowers are often left in that position that they are there to serve their money rather than their money being there to serve them because they have no other choice. Right. So 
We've got a lot of lined out for this um, this show. We're going to try to split it up in two segments, I believe, and, and get through everything. But we do have an article. You can definitely go and read about this a little bit more. It's on kennedy-financial.com. And we do have a Twitter poll this week at KFS Life Planning. And that poll is, and I'm going to ask this question now, and then I want to ask it at the end of the show and see if your answer changes. You might have to tweet twice. Um, <laughs> but how important is life insurance to you? And I want you to listen to my answers. Very. I don't want my family to worry about anything. Somewhat. I need help determining what and how much I really need. Or not at all. Money grows on trees in my life. So, there it is. When we come back, you don't want to miss why not to buy life insurance. Life Planning 101 continues right here on KATX at KWBY. Welcome back in. Life Planning 101 continues here on KTX KWBY on this beautiful Monday morning. Angela? Good morning again. We do. Why not to buy life insurance? You know, it won't happen to me. We all hear that, right? I'm not going to die anytime soon, obviously. Well, I got news for you. If you don't die before you retire, you're going to die afterwards. Exactly. (laughs) One way or the other, right? I have more important financial priorities. We kind of talked about that in our our first show this month. Um, I don't want to think about dying. There's a lot of people that don't even want to look at it because they don't want to think about it. Right. Yep. And then I'm healthy. I can get it later. And my problem with all of those is if you'd noticed a common common word in each of those, I, 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 I. that surround you. That is right. That's why you you buy life insurance because you love somebody. It's not because of you. That's <laughs> I mean, that's not what it's about, right? And I challenge anybody that says anything different because most people need life insurance to protect their family. And if you'll notice when I said most people, I didn't say a certain point in life that you need life insurance. A common misconception is that it's just during a certain life or certain point in life. We all know it's there to be able to replace lost income and to pay off debts, especially during those working years. Um, That's when a lot of people say, well, you need to have life insurance. You need to have something in place to be able to cover your spouse's income if they they were to pass, and so you could continue your current lifestyle, and you need to be able to pay off your mortgage. That's what we hear most common, right? Right. Well, I've got a challenge for that, too. Even even being said, I agree, Um, but I have a question is, do you have enough life insurance to insure your retirement? (laughs) <laughs> because I guarantee you, you probably, if you left your spouse behind, you wouldn't want to force them to have to work and raise kids at the same time. Absolutely not. Right. I mean, but it takes a lot of life insurance it, to accomplish all that. It does take more life insurance than you think to accomplish it, but less cost than what you think, which we kind of talked about during the first show of this month. You know, it's a common misconception. So if that is you, get on that Life Happens app. You can download it. It's a free app. And I actually went back through it. I was sitting here before the show, and I went back through it and did it. It is extremely accurate, and it gives you a good picture of what you really need for life insurance to be able to protect your family, ensure your family's retirement. And, you know, something else that people don't often think about, too, is the caregiver, you know, the, uh, the homemaker. You know, if you, for instance, if you lost your spouse that stays at home with the kids and carpools them around and makes dinner and keeps the house clean and all of this, something happens to them, what are you going to have to do? Find somebody else to do it. Either marry somebody yeah. <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> Usually not a good idea. Usually not a good idea. Or you hire somebody, right? right? So, you know, a lot of times we forget, what is that going to cost? And and you you totally think you leave the spouse that stays at home out of the equation on a life insurance puzzle. 
but it doesn't work that way. Right. You actually need to include them to because you're going to need some money there to be able to hire that caregiver. And wouldn't it be great if you can do it for pennies on the dollar, right? Exactly. We just wrote a policy on a, a lady. She's 42 years old, half a million dollars, 20 bucks a month. Wow. Yeah, it's nothing, right? So <laughs> why not do it? That's that's the bigger question, right? So we all know that. We all know young people need it. You know, um, I was hearing a, a sad story recently about a couple buying a house, canceling their life insurance because they couldn't afford it. Ouch, right? Mm, yeah. That's when you need it most Absolutely. is to be able to take care of your family. So that's really scary, right? But what about when you retire? So here's something for you I want you to think about. If you're married in retirement and your spouse dies, you're going to have your income go down. It is a fact. Yes. Everybody aware of that? Does anybody think about it? Does anybody plan for it? No. In fact, they probably plan just to the penny. We're going to make it right here, and then we have to not live anymore. Right? right. So and no, no caveats for someone dying 10 years or 15 years before the other person. And in this day and age, you can't sit there and say, well, I won't live past 80. That's I'm right. I'm going to plan to 80 because you might live to be 90. Or 100. Or yeah, 100. that's right. I mean, it is, it is crazy. When we run new illustrations now, the companies run them to age 120. Really? Yes, 120. When I got in the business, I was age 94, okay? That is a lot of life, and I'm not that old. <laughs> life expectancy change in just a few years. So you've really got to think about right. that, okay? But think about this, your Social Security. When one of you passes, you're going to lose at least the lower amount of your Social Security. In some cases, it's worse than that because depending on when you took Social Security, that could affect the amount that you're going to get. So right. you got to think about that. You're at least going to lose that. Then you got to think about pensions. And this is a biggie. Number one, did you fill out your pension paperwork correctly? Okay, number two, did someone tell you how to do it and you really didn't know what you were doing? Right. Oh, gosh, I hope not. And, <laughs> you know, number three, more and more pensions don't have full survivor benefits on them military watch out i have been looking at these all year long i don't know we have an influx of military people this year big big problems with the pension system there and you don't even know it's there you don't even know what your spouse is going to get and they don't necessarily just put it on a piece of paper after all it is the government they don't just put it on a piece of paper so we have to call and find out okay what what's my spouse going to receive how is this going to work yada yada and you really need to know what would be left on the table or left off the table if something were to happen to you, right? And that's something people don't think about is that pension income and how that's going to be replaced. Uh, we had another lady, and I kid you not, we met her two months after she did this. She signed her pension as life only, receiving $6,000 a month, and their budget is eight grand a month, and they have only their Social Security in addition to that. Wow. Now, tell me how that's going to work if she falls over dead. Not good at all. Not good at all. So it's extremely important for you to think about what happens when you retire for your spouse. Because I guarantee if you've been married for a long time, you probably don't love your spouse less than the day that you got married and bought that first house. Right. Right. When we come back, we've got more, believe it or not, reasons why you maybe should think about buying life insurance and maybe why not to. All right. It continues right here on KTX KWBY. Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on this Monday morning. Angela, we have a lot of stuff 
to get over. That is exactly right. So, you know, we've talked about the obvious reasons for life insurance, right? And I think that's often where people get off on the idea that now they don't need life insurance if it's not one of those few reasons we brought up in the last show uh, or in the last segment about replacing lost income, paying debt, or to replace a pension or Social Security income. Right. Okay. But I want to put some other things in your head. And this happens often. We work with a lot of farmers and ranchers. And ranchers and farmers over the last, oh, I don't know, since the 90s have been making one mistake. They're sending their kids off to school. Okay. <laughs> they get smart. They figure out there's more to the world and they don't want to come home. That's exactly right. And as funny as that is, it creates lots of problems. You know, number one, this is a hundred year old family farm. Number two, there's the one uh, daughter that stayed behind and married a local guy, and now he's running the ranch and or the farm. And then number three, the kid that went off to school has been pretty successful. He's a good kid, and you don't want to disinherit him. Right. But how do you accomplish all of that? Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the guy that moves off to Texas is so far away that you got to compensate him. That's right. That's right. Because oftentimes, if you're waiting for your estate to solve the problem, if you're a farmer or a rancher, there's a good chance that 99% of your estate is the farm or right. the ranch. And how are you going to be able to do that? And some people are comfortable with saying, well, you're just out of luck. You didn't come home. But some people are saying, no, I really want good Christmases and Thanksgivings after I'm gone, and we've got to figure out a way to do this. The cool thing is, and we're going to do a show over this because it's so much, it's so awesome, so awesome, is we have the best tool in the toolbox for farmers and ranchers to be able to use tax savings. So in other words, the money that you would actually normally go spend on green paint, you know, that John Deere, you could actually use that money to be able to set up your legacy because you aren't going to pay tax on that. Hmm. Just have to wait for that one. (laughs) Exactly. So really, really cool. In the same kind of sense, buying out business partners. We've worked with tons of business owners, and it's pretty synonymous that none, when you have two business partners, three business partners, none of them want to work with the other one's spouse. Right. I don't know why. I I have no clue what that is, but that's just pretty synonymous. So, you know, how do you protect from that? Well, they said, well, we've got a buy-sell agreement in place. Okay, great. How is it funded? Yeah. Uh, What if you can't go? If you lose a a partner, (laughs) you probably can't go borrow money as readily. That's exactly right. Or or think about this. Let's go through an 08 and 09 and you lose a partner. Mm -hmm. Is any bank going to lend you money during that time? Heck no. And is that spouse going to be real happy? Are they going to be in there saying, well, if I'm going to have to be here, I'm going to make sure it's going down well, right? Right. And then the second thing is, is that even if you did get a loan, what does that do to the cash flow of your business? hurts it tremendously yeah because don't you have to re- find somebody to replace that business partner that was putting in all that work yeah you got to <sighs> replace him and make the note at the bank that's right and but yeah or pay the spouse or whatever you've got to do so funding is a critical aspect for buying out business partners that people don't don't often think about they say oh, i've got the buy sell well great that's that's step one and by the way it's not always just done just right. That's something else that we often find. But And you have to be very, very car- careful because taxes could be embedded in there that you don't even know. And the attorney doesn't even know because laws have changed over the last five years. So it's really, really crazy on that that perspective. You know, we kind of, we, So we talked about uh, the, the farm, the ranch, equalizing inheritances, um, buying out business partners, replacing a key employee. Have you thought about that? You know, sometimes we have somebody that's so invaluable to our business. What would we do if they were gone? You insure the life of that 
employee that's right exactly what, golden parachute yeah, yeah well yes exactly and then side by side to that what do you do to retain that key employee so life insurance is a great way to do that you can set up a golden set of handcuffs right. on that employee right and we actually I, I built one out this week we were able to put in money into a life insurance policy overfunded okay right. so we put in more cash and then at retirement they would be able to pull out tax-free income and at just six percent growth at the current cost of insurances inside the policy they were going to be able to pull out threefold the premium that was put into the policy tax-free wow yeah that's a heck of a retirement for that key employee. Some really good handcuffs. That's some really good handcuffs, isn't it? So, you know, thinking about how you can use life insurance is is not just about, like we said, income, right? Replacing lost income. It's really a tool for a, a lot of different things. You just got to think about what is it tool for? Or, you know, even if it isn't that key employee, what about your own tax diversification? How are you handling that? If you're a high income earner, you sure can't contribute to a Roth IRA, right? right? And right. you're sure not going to convert your IRA to a Roth IRA and pay 40% taxes on that. Nope. No, you're not. So how do you have tax diversification in retirement? Because if you're putting everything back into a retirement account to get as much deductions as you can right now, then when you get to retirement, it all balloons. <laughs> I hate to tell you this. So you got to think about the now and the future. And so often we focus with these little nearsighted goggles on and we think about what's going on right now that we forget to think about our later faction. And it can be multi-purpose. That's the key. So some of those other issues like the lost social security income that can happen or uh, what about a rider with a, a chronic care on it that may not be at any cost on the policy unless you actually um, use it. You know, there's so many things that you can do with that design that not only just solves one solution, but maybe two or three or four. Right. Right. So it could be very powerful. What about paying taxes? Hmm. How would it be that your estate, instead of paying 100% taxes, pays pennies on the dollar, right? Right. And life insurance has been used over and over and over again. Now, the estate tax exemption amount used to be a million bucks. I bet you remember that very well, Terry. Because it wasn't so many years ago, 2000, I think. So, um, you know, before that, it was like 600,000. And so everybody had this problem. How do I pay my estate taxes? How do I pay my estate taxes? Well, we don't think about this often anymore. And it's not so much the estate taxes because we do have a large estate tax exemption above a 10 million mark. Okay. Now, farmers and ranchers usually have a big problem, right. especially if that property isn't going to be kept as a farm or ranch. The other problem is it can change. And and that is the key. It's not just the estate tax anymore. It's also what's the cap gains tax, what's income taxes, what's all these other taxes that if they wipe away the estate tax, they're going to put it somewhere else. And your family's still going to pay for it. So how would you rather pay for that? Would you rather pay full dollars or would you rather pay pennies on the dollar, dollar. right? So again, using some of those tax strategies can help you be able to do that. But it's extremely important to be able to do that. And then thinking about replacing lost assets. Okay, so this kind of goes back to tax planning because... We help a lot of people sell things. We sell a lot. We sell land. We sell ranches. We sell businesses. We sell We sell a lot of things, okay? And nobody wants to pay taxes when they sell something. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, they just, what did we hear yeah. the other day that the uh, Dallas Cowboys are now worth... 
So oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Compared to when he bought Jerry it, Jones bought it. Right, exactly. Can you imagine his tax bill? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, um, well, there's a lot of tax planning that can be done, and one of those tax planning tools is charitable legacies. You can actually use your cell to set up something charitable, and it doesn't mean that you're actually handing it away. It could be charitable in the extent that it was a charitable trust that pays you and your spouse for the rest of your life on a 5% basis. But then at the end of your life, that money goes to the charity. So a lot of people say, well, I love my charity. I love my church. But the problem is, is I don't want to disinherit my children. I love my children also. Exactly. So what if you took 1% of that 5% or 2% of that 5%? And bought, let's guess. Life insurance. That's right. So you can replace those lost assets with being able to do that. It's pretty neat design. You know, we we do a lot of that planning because it's pennies on the dollar. Everybody gets more or the same, usually more because of the taxes, than what they're looking for. You know, so it's a powerful tool to be able to use. So, you know, the big thing is, is that I want you to consider these two questions. If you died today, yep, today, realize that it could happen. Um, (laughs) What would happen to your family? What would happen to your business, your ranch, your farm? What would happen? How would everybody be affected? And number two, what if something happened today that left you uninsurable for the rest of your life? Could you- <laughs> yeah. And the, you, the C word, yes. one trip to your doctor. Yep, that's it. And, and by and the say, way, if you're going through underwriting, do not go to your doctor in the meantime. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I had a policy issue. Yes. And went out to deliver it, and the guy said, I just was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And I had to send it back. Yep, you had to send it back. So, anyway, you know, the thing is, is that would your loved ones be financially crippled? And what would their picture look like if there was a large death benefit? And what would their picture look like if there wasn't what one? Was it? Right? So, tweet us again. How important is life insurance to you? We want to know. Very or not at all. Money grows on trees in my life, right? Uh, so, <laughs> let us know. But um, the main thing is Life Insurance Awareness Month. Get the information you need to make sure you're taking care of your family. It's not about I, so get that out of your vocabulary and work on your family. Work on the people you love the most. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in Eastland, Texas. God bless everyone and have a great week. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates, Incorporated, and Smart Money Group, LLC.